come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. This week, we will be beginning a new series, Spiritual Disciplines, Becoming More Like Jesus. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the benefits of spiritual discipline according to God's Word. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio for another great lesson for another week. Let's look at the world and the biblical meaning of discipline. The practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Let's look at this biblically. Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in a way that sinners take or sit in a company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law and word day and night. One of the biggest challenges a person faces when learning to walk in spiritual discipline is to give up the bad habits and those friends that oppose the word of God. As Christians, we must shun or get rid of the appearance of evil. Why is that so important? Great question. If a person is an alcoholic, the last place they need to be is in the liquor store. Did you catch that analogy? If you are a babe in Christ, you are not ready to handle the pressures of those things that originally ensnared you to begin with. So basically what I'm saying is an alcoholic can't get free or get clear of drinking if they continually stay in the liquor store. Simply put, don't put yourself in compromising places while beginning this journey called the spiritual discipline. Immerse yourself in God, in his word, in his settings that promote spiritual discipline and righteousness. No, 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 and no. I'm not saying or expecting you to get rid of all your friends. Some of them will be the ones that support the new you. You know which friends you may have to put on red or on pause because they will try their very best to influence you to do the exact opposite of what's best for you during your Christian growth and discipline. Don't worry, there will come a time that all that God has placed in you will be put to great use and practice by being a living epistle in front of them that will lead them to Christ. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is God-breath and is useful for the teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God makes it clear that he will teach you to be the person he needs you to be. God knows he will have to discipline and correct you at times that you won't want to listen or follow his commands. Yes, God loves you so much that he wants to ensure you stay in line to reach your goals and be able to serve your God-given purpose. We all need to be trained according to God's righteousness, and I mean all of us. Why does God do all this? Why does God even care? It's because God loves you. If you allow God's scriptures to sink in and begin to do the work that his word does in your life, you will discover that God has equipped you for anything or anyone that may come your way. Don't go nowhere as we take a quick break as we prepare to discuss some steps you can take. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break to talk about some practical ways to learn spiritual discipline. God wants you to be properly equipped for his purpose. 
God will do everything necessary to ensure you get everything you need to be effective in his service. As we discuss some things you can do or put into practice, just trust God. Number one, devotions. Make a commitment to read the Bible at least four days or more a week. Don't try to read it all. Just commit to reading about five to ten verses or more if you like. The key is to read enough to retain and apply the word. Write the truth you learn from the reading. Focus on getting something from the Bible, not trying to read large portions of Scripture just to check it off as a list. Number two, prayer. I can't stress this enough. You have to spend time speaking to God. Keeping a journal doesn't hurt. It gives you a chance to record the date that you've heard God answer your prayers in your life. Commit to pray at least four times a week and be specific enough with some of your requests that you can actually measure and see that God answered your prayers. Number three, scriptures. Commit to memorizing verses as part of your devotional reading. Live out Psalm 119.11. This will help your growth as a Christian. I'm going to challenge you to memorize four verses a month. See, that's not difficult. Just four verses a month. This will take practice, but don't give up. Notes. Sermon notes. Bible study notes. This may sound like school, but it doesn't hurt to take notes of a Bible sermon or a Bible study message that you hear, whether in person or over Zoom, these notes are invaluable as they serve as reference tools when faced with situations in your life that you can reflect back on. Number five, service. Find ways to serve the Lord by helping others. Put your faith in practice by helping others in need and showing God's love. Talk to your pastor, your teachers, your whomever you, you look at spiritually about ways to actively serve God in your community. Even ask your parents. Do at least one Christian service action a month. The best Christian service you can ever do is to share your faith with your friends. Tell them what God is doing in your life and introduce them to Christ. Audio lessons. This is by far the easiest, my young loyal listeners, and I almost didn't want to mention it. Commit to listening to Bible messages throughout the week. You guys are already doing that by listening to their PNT podcast show, Teen Bible Study Taught in 10 Minutes. Give yourselves a hand. But for my new listeners, find a good Bible teacher or preacher on the radio or on the Internet and listen to messages that will help you and challenge you to grow spiritually. Subscribe to a podcast, this one, of great preachers and teachers. Okay, I think this podcast does qualify. Look for messages that will inspire and challenge you while you are searching for these podcasts. And number seven, books. I know this one may seem weird since number one was to put into practice devotion by reading the Bible. It doesn't hurt to commit to reading a Christian self-help book on topics that will help you grow spiritually. Now, you must pick authors that are truly dividing the Word of God in the right way. Commit to read three Christian books a year that will keep you motivated to be the best Christian you can be for God. I know these principles can seem intimidating, but don't let it be. Just commit to giving these disciplines the best effort you can give it and then let God do the rest. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about the benefits of spiritual discipline. Before we got into the conversation, they wanted to know what that meant. It was confusing to them. So I explained that spiritual disciplines are actions that we take during our Christian walk to make our relationship with God better. So one asked, 
Similar to having a habit, I explained some habits are not always good habits, whereas your spiritual habits, having routines are good. Heads nodded and one asked, so how does that help me? So before we talked about the spiritual benefits, we talked about tangible benefits. I wanted to make sure they understood that to benefit, they could gain something good by doing something. So I asked them to name a few things that they have received by being disciplined in their actions. And some answers were because they do chores, they receive money because they work out, you know, getting cut. They have muscles because they study. And as they said, put in the work, they are honor roll students, period. Because they go to work and save their money, they were able to purchase a car. Because they had a job, they were able to buy things that their parents uh, wouldn't buy for them. I had to stop them because they were going down this road and they were going on and on about the things their money could buy, their benefits. So I hit them with the okey-doke and I said, so what are some ways we can benefit from having spiritual discipline? I could see their wheels starting to turn and here's a few things they came up with. By praying, they feel closer to God and know that he is listening. By studying the Bible, they receive answers to some of their questions. By listening to the words of a gospel song, their spirits are lifted and they don't feel sad. By going to church and Bible study, they learn new things. Pause. So I asked, tell me about some things you learn in church or Bible study. And they said they learn more about what it means to be a Christian. They learn how to praise God. They learn how to pray. They feel free and hopeful. That was good to hear from a young person. I guess they go through things outside of the church that can weigh them down even at their age. And one said, which blew me away, he said he has learned how to hold himself and has friends that hold him accountable if he says that he's a Christian. Now that's awesome. I told them that everything they said was great and very important to their Christian walk. And as they continue to pray, seek God, go to church and Bible study, these actions will become spiritual disciplines. And the rewards, the benefits that they will receive from God will be mind-blowing. In summary, the importance of spiritual discipline. Living a life of spiritual discipline requires commitment, dedication, and a love for God. So I close this episode by encouraging you to never give up, never give in, and to never quit. Just put one foot in front of the other as you walk to God. It's okay to stand still every now and then and admire God's glory and greatness. Just don't allow life to force you to take a step back. Remember this, always forward, but never back. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian education ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, real talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.